This episode of Atomic Geekdom is brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's totally, it's totally not going to, going to work. But uh, my final four. This app sucks. Uh, Just a sec. Don't they all? I know, right? Okay, I've got. Uh-oh. So take your time. JD gets to relax his, his voice. He's, JD's dying over there. Well, I've yeah. got Kentucky winning the Midwest East and Michigan State winning the East South, but I can't tell what they're going up against because I hate the SAP. <laughs> I hate the South. The app. I hate the, I love the South. Like I was there's no so better confused. place in the world than the South. My final four is and it's it's you know, I I hate it because it's all favorites. So I got Kentucky, Villanova, Wisconsin, and Gonzaga. I wish I knew what it was. Uh, why won't it Gonzaga's like show me? It's a cool word. It is. Why won't it show <clears> me? <throat> Probably because I'm already screwed in the teams that I've gotten. <laughs> I basically I pe- I picked Wisconsin to take it all though. I have them winning the championship, which is I've never done. I think I have Wisconsin beating Michigan State. Say say Wisconsin one more time. Wisconsin? Yeah, you say it. Wisconsin. Just like just like everybody who's not from this area says it. How do you Wisconsin? say it? Wisconsin? W-I. You say it like a Wes. Wisconsin? Wis. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Not Wisconsin. <laughs> you want it? Just like people to... say pillow. Yeah. Or pillow. milk. Or don't. Don't. Roof, don't. Roof. Don't get me started because roof. people, my boyfriend included, and all that. So here's the perfect example of me talking, and I've noticed it more with these freaking podcast last time my brother was here with his girlfriend his uh, girlfriend goes goes say lemon i'm like lemon and she starts laughing and she goes that's not how you say it and i'm like lemon? how do you say it and i can't hear it differently and then she goes say the number 10 and i'm like 10 and she goes say the metal 10 i'm like 10 and she goes <laughs> ha, 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 ha. and i'm like why are you laughing at me i go i'm saying it right and she's like no you're not so, yeah. Fun fact, my mom's from Canada, and she can't say the difference between Don and Dawn. Wow. Like, the two names. Can't yeah. do it at all. I can I can kind of side with that, but I can't tell the difference between 10 and 10. You just said the same yeah. word. <laughs> the Jenny, same stop repeating yourself. Yeah, what do you, what, we don't know what you're saying. you got a stutter going on. 
Uh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get Canadian on our show so I can hear him say a boot all the time. I I, uh, I know about? right. So a, here's a my here's about? my defense though. I'm gonna ha- I have a defense set up for this. You have a defense. Oh God! I totally have a defense. My parents, born, raised, everything, Pikeville, Kentucky. They oh. are legit. Home of the Hatfield McCoys. My mom and dad are actually in history books of joining the families because my dad is a descendant of the McCoys and my mom's a descendant of the Hatfields. My entire family background is based out of Pikeville, Kentucky and West Virginia. Are you a bunch so, of, so why are you in California? Wait, 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 wait. It gets better. So my dad was in the military for years and then he started working for Boeing. So he would... He'd be restationed. So they lived in South Dakota for a while, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I was born in Montana because that's where he was stationed. And he actually worked like 17 stories underground at the bomb sites where they launched the nuclear bombs. He was like the security guy that would launch them. Wow. So I was born in Montana. But when I was, I think I was like two years old, we moved to Seattle. And in Seattle, that's when he started working for Boeing. And I grew up in Seattle. But you have to keep in mind, the Puget Sound area has their own way of saying things. And some people will argue that, but I'm holding true to it. And it's because it's a freaking rainforest and everything is Native American. And there's like, there's a total joke of, you know, you're from Seattle when, you know what, Issaquah, Squim, Puyallup, and Snohomish is. What? And it's like, yeah, I totally know what that is. Well, we're, I mean, we're, we're a big... (laughs) Wisconsin is like all Indian stuff, like Menominee, and uh, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. I can't think of it. Potawatomi, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's yeah. so you get it. Like once you get like the Native American, because we had like I grew up right by the Muckleshoots, which was <laughs> the 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 Muckleshoots were like ruled Auburn, Washington, where I grew up. Like that was the reservation. But just up the hill, you had the Puyallup tribe, you had the Issaquah tribes, you had. The Snohomish, the Sequoia. You had all these, like, really cool Indian tribes. And it's very, like, the traditional Northwest Indian tribes. It's the totem poles and very salmon-oriented. But everything's named weird. So I have an effed-up way of saying stuff. And I'm holding true. I don't want anybody to teach me to talk better because I talk (laughs) like an idiot. And I always say casted instead of cast. Yes, (laughs) we know. Uh, (laughs) Okay. We, get it. we listen to the podcast too. My last address, the street I lived on, that I had to write on forms and tell customer service what my address was when they had to verify who I was. The street name, and I'll have you both try to guess how to spell it, is Kinnikinick. Oh my God, no. I love it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, Kinnikinick. Kin- no, no, um, no. Let me say it again. Kinnikinick. Kinnikinick. There you go. Um,. Oh, let me see if I can spell it. K-I-N-I-K-I-K? Nope. Not nearly enough letters. Oh, God. K-E. Nope. Is it K-I? I wish I wish I had that spelling bee bell right now. What are you guys are on? I know, right? It's a K. Yes, you guys are right with a K. And JD was right with an I-N, and then he went off the rails. Is it K-I-N-E? Nope. K-I-N-N. You're right. Yes. K-I-N-N-I-K-K-I-K? Nope. All right. There it is. There it is. And I, I always forget in mid-spelling what it is. K-I-N-N-I-C-K-I-N-N-I-C. 
I oh like my god. Knick in Nick. You have to <laughs> like calling Sprint or Time Warner Cable. What address are you at? Oh, really? Okay, spell Issaquah. No. No. <laughs> no, not no. I refuse. Oh, I, I heard that's home of Modest Mouse, by the way. Just oh. unless you're if you're an indie music fan. I love Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse rules. I have such a Lamps crush on, on fire. Oh, dude, anything off the fruit that ate itself or Moon in Antarctica, I can listen, and it is the best. I Ooh, quote, I best love the Moon in Antarctica. Like. We used to, me and my brother used to drive from Seattle to Montana because my, my family relocated to central Montana. And it's about a 12-hour drive, and it's an amazing drive. But we used to drive, and we'd only listen to Modest Mouse the entire time. And they have that song where it's like, 10,000 miles is too long inside of a car. And it just, it keeps building up the miles. And every time the shuffle would hit that song, we'd just roll down the windows, no matter the temperature. And we'd just scream that song. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> I, <Anyway>. yeah, I've got, <laughs> music related. I can say, uh, let's see. I'm very much in a retro mood, like my own retro, like throwback stuff. Like, my old band, so I've been listening to like Blink One Eighty Two, and hopefully on Saturday, uh, two of mem- the members of my old band are going to go see Newfound Glory. You were in a band? Oh, yes. Dave, please elaborate. I want to know this. <laughs> we, uh, I was in two bands. All right, give give me the pitch on your two bands, because now I'm incredibly giddy excited. Let's see. How oh, do I God. say this? Because one of the members of my band listens to us religiously. Um. Thank you. <laughs> he actually said he could get drunk every time JD says, Dear God. I, you know what's so funny is I've been told that before. <laughs> okay, just let you know. Dear God and me saying awesome. It's a uh, okay, total drinking wait, game. There's a, there's the funny <laughs> thing is, I have been told, I have this friend who notices I say, Dear God, so much when I'm at college. Like, we'll be in my stats class, and our professor will be going away, and I'll just whisper, dear God, to myself, not even knowing it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, you told me that today when I was talking to him. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He says it a lot. Uh, Okay. Uh, So that band consisted of myself, Gabe, uh, Brandon, and my buddy Joe was in it for a long time. Real quick, what was the band name? Because it's all about the name. Oh boy. Uh well, we we inherited this band name. I still like it. It was a 7-day weekend. Nice. What did you play? It was all uh pop punk stuff. And this was just a cover band. <clears throat> we never What did you cover? 7-day real estate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you know the the Green Day, Blink-182, um Newfound Glory, Sugar Cult, Fall Out Boy when they started getting big. Uh I'm I'm guessing you're the bass player. I am uh, guitar. Oh, nice. Lead guitar? Uh, sometimes. Other times rhythm. It was like we when we lost Joe, because he moved and joined the, the Air Force, uh, just like your prototypical band breaking up. <clears throat> <laughs> he uh, So he was like guitar and bass, and Gabe would sing, I would sing, and then Gabe would play bass sometimes, and uh, Brandon was drums. And uh, yeah, so that was that band. <laughs> okay, what was the second band's name? Second band, we never had a name. You didn't have a. You were the no names. We just we just played <laughs> oh. shows. There was a, there was a tumultuous time where I was not in Seven Day Weekend, <clears throat> and so we did another band with two of the members of Seven Day Weekend. 
uh, and my brother, who is extremely talented, uh, like way far. Like I used him in the band because he was so good. Um, nice. He plays guitar and can sing and do that that post punk screaming that uh, <laughs> that the kids like so much. Um, but I say I was lead singer in that band and played guitar sometimes. And then we had that was a full band. Like we had a just everybody was there: two guitars, a bass, and a drummer, and me singing. And it was like we attempted to write our own stuff, but it ended up just being like jamming. That's it. And then the shows that we did, we just did covers of whatever we wanted. Like that's how we practiced together. We just play songs that we knew. I am very impressed. I would not take you as like I'm in a band type guy. There is uh, one picture I think on Facebook of me at a show with with one Gabe and picture. Brandon. <laughs> oh dear God! I have to look this up now. I, I know. was in a band for like four weeks. Oh dear God! So. I have to look this up as well. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh no! I said it again. <laughs> JD, did you say you were in a band? I was. I played the bass guitar. Oh. Nice. Now I okay. A, it was now I know a bass band though. That's cool with me. So uh, I know now I know a bass player. If I ever get the band back together, you want to hear the very good. Don't you want to hear the funniest thing ever? I never said so we were good. When I was in high school, I'm like I'm gonna learn to play. I I, I know enough of guitar to be dangerous, but I suck. <laughs> and these these guys that I knew. Want, had a band going and they needed a bass player and I was like I'm bass guitar I can be the bass player I sucked I totally <laughs> sucked but they just did like they tried a punk version of everything like they did brown eyes girl just very fast you know sure. and it sucks and then so my boyfriend is he's been playing drums since he was like 12 years old and he's pushing 40 so he's been playing drums forever he's played well, he auditioned for Slayer. Like, he's double bass. He's Ooh. badass. Yeah. He plays guitar. We have a piano in our house. Like, he's super good. And we go to shows, and you know when people, like, clap their hands to, like, certain beat? I can't clap mm. my hands to a beat. Where, and he looks at me, and he's like, you played bass? <laughs> and he won't, like, when, like, if I'm watching somebody <laughs> clap their hands, I can keep beat. But if I'm just trying to do it by hear, hearing, I can't do it. I have... I do not have rhythm anywhere in my body. That doesn't exist in my DNA. And he is like super like everything is and he can hear different. We watched that movie Whiplash. Yeah. And he's watching. He's like, they did a really good job. They're actually who that actor actually plays the drums. He's like, they're doing awesome. And I'm sitting there going, I can't tell that he's doing anything wrong because he's like, do it again. Do it again. And he's like totally drilling the kid at playing the drums because he's doing it wrong. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I'm a music snob too. So it's, it, I, I'm the first one to tell you, you have to listen to this. This is the best band on earth. This guy is awesome. You got it. So it's hit or miss. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I'm looking at this Facebook picture now. I don't, I'm you, trying to find it. It's Where pretty, it, it's, I found it right away with my stupid Apple sticker on my guitar. Sad. You have an Apple sticker on your guitar. That's pretty badass. No. Except Apple kind of went down the hoop lately. I'm a little. Uh, never mind. I'll stay off my soapbox. <clears throat> this was wow. This was like what we got paid, and they put us up in a hotel for this bar. And all <laughs> all of our equipment is super cheap. the The funniest thing I've ever heard is, like here in Hollywood, there's a lot of pay to play. Do you know what that is? Yeah, we have that here too. Yeah. 
they they have a touch, especially if you hit like the Sunset Strip, like all the club, like the Roxy is a, a huge pay to play. And um, <laughs> it's, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Never mind. My brain is 5,000 miles away. <laughs> okay. Ignore me. I'm I'm losing my freaking mind. I can't find your photo. I'm going to link it to both of you. Yeah, I can't the, find it either. In, so. in the chat. I do like the guy drinking the gigantic can of Miller Lite, though. That's, at That's a bre- funny. At a Brewers game. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I can't wait till baseball season starts up. I know, I'm right? I'm so excited. So. I already bought my tickets for Angels versus the Tigers and Angels versus the Mariners. So, Ooh. <clears throat> There you go. You guys both have instant messages from me. Yes, baseball season can't get here fast enough, even though we were just talking March Madness, which is also very exciting. Now I want to hear you that like big into basketball. I only like March Madness. That's like, all I, I don't like. Really, yeah, I don't really care about. I hate NBA. I hate. I can't. I'll watch like some local college teams stuff during the year, but mostly it's March Madness. And I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. And did you say you want to hear me what scream? Like I want to hear you like punksing. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I was I was let's <laughs> in the the other the nameless band we did like a wide variety of music like uh Taking Back Sunday oh boy Seether Lincoln Park uh so I can I don't know I can't uh, quote unquote Ken do like the the heavier singing like to the kind of screaming uh but I more more melody type stuff nice do you, yeah. do you miss playing? Do you want another band? Oh, I miss performing like nothing else. I get nostalgic all the time. And it doesn't help that my playlist is like half of the stuff from that we used to cover. Here's Okay, so here's a question for you. Are you a complete attention ham is what I call it? No. Basically, you love people watching you and you can, if somebody goes, <laughs> here, perform, you're like, watch this. No. Or are you more of like, <laughs> please don't take my photo? Uh, well, I think I look horrible in photos, so that's not the right question. I just like, uh, I just like, I don't, something about singing and playing guitar uh, on stage never bothered me, and I was never nervous, so I always enjoyed it, and I just kind of miss that kind of rush, I guess. That makes sense. <clears throat> but no, I'm not an attention person. I'm all, even though I'm, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I, well, that's the funniest thing because I'm the polar opposite. I. I have, you know, I'll, I'll have my photo taken and stuff, but every time I'm just like, hurry up and take the damn photo. Like, I hate getting my photo, and I hate when, like, the attention's on me, unless it's just something casual. Like, like right now, we're just chatting, and I'm like, woohoo, I know you, woohoo. But <laughs> I, if, if I have to go up in front of people, or if something happens where everybody turns their eyes towards me, I completely have that. I stop breathing. My heart stops for a moment. And I'm just like, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I'll, I can get up in front of, and I have gotten up in front of my entire church and I can talk to everybody and not be nervous. But I, every so often will speak in front of kids from our church. And I, that's when I get nervous. Uh, I'll start freaking out. Like, uh, are they listening? Am I am I getting through to them? <laughs> is this helping at all? Which Literally, the to... people who don't care at all, you're exactly. more nervous about. They're just they're just waiting to get home and play Minecraft. So, oh my gosh! So oh, I don't I don't blame them. I know that's that's probably a good distraction. I you guys probably saw my tweets and stuff on on Tuesday. I had to go on stage 
at a freaking flogging Molly show with like thousands of people in the crowd. Listen, she says she had to, like it was punishment. Yeah. I had to. They it's drug like, me on there. It's like it was like there was a gun held to your head saying, <laughs> well, you luckily, walk on there stage, was, Jenny. Luckily there was a lot of Jameson that went down beforehand. I'm more of a uh, bourbon girl, but I'll take Jameson as a substitute. That's okay. But it was I Luckily, I was just tipsy enough to not care. But when they told me what was going on, I literally had that. Like, I was smiling. And I go, "This is awesome!" And then they told me, and I like quit smiling. I'm like, "What's going on? What? 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 <laughs> what? Huh? What? Huh?" I I had that where like I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is really freaky. So I drank more. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was cool though. Uh, it, but it was really weird, and I probably. When I listen back to the podcast, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, I am such a dork. And I have the most annoying voice on the planet. Right. I had this while I was on stage. Little tipsy. I'm having the time of my life. And then, like, cut to a couple hours later when the alcohol left the system. I'm like, oh, my God, I am such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. That, that's all, that's an experience you'll never forget, assuming you can still remember it after all Yeah, the- it was – it was – it was – I think I put that it's uh, an item on my bucket list that I realized wasn't on my bucket list. Like it was, <laughs> it totally just sort of fell in my lap. So it was cool, but how, uh, how- it was, it's it, being in front of that many people looking at you. Like, luckily, it, like, I mean, their attention was still towards the band. So I was just background. So that helped, but it, my body just goes into like, seized up mode i'm like oh crap whoa (laughs) this is too much how how often does uh patrick's band play um more and more lately um they've got a show i think on monday and then next friday plug it where are they playing um oh my gosh i'm a (laughs) girlfriend just a minute okay so it's new evil out of los angeles and they're pretty cool like sophia's the the singer and she is super charismatic. I've seen your Facebook pictures, and then I think I've seen on Instagram, too. Okay, so they are playing Monday, March 23rd at the Silver Lake Lounge in Los Angeles. If you're a hipster hanging out in the Silver Lake area. <laughs> a hipster. Uh-uh. What, kind uh-huh. of, what kind of music is it? Um, kind of like, if you, if you like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. It's kind of similar to that. Sure. Okay. Um, and then they're playing the Doll Hut on the 27th in Anaheim over by Disneyland. Which, the Doll Hut, if you're in the Orange County area, you, you know. It's like an old punk venue. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. But she's, she's pretty badass. She's, um, every, like, show, she's got the wigs. She, and, I mean, she goes to, she was at Kamikaze. She was at the... The Comic Book Expo, Kamikaze, she went as Poison Ivy, and then the Comic Book Expo, she went as um, Jessica Rabbit. So sure. she, but she, every show, she's fully costume, wig, <laughs> just uh, having my, a good time. My wardrobe for every co- uh, for every show that I sang, like I was lead singer, it was like, I wore the, the Fred Durst hat all the way down so nobody could see my face. Nice. And I did the, <laughs> I wasn't the, the hop around the stage kind of person, I was more like, um... Rocking out at the mic? Yeah. Like, I just kind of stayed put, and I was not good at uh, getting the crowd into it, looking, <laughs> looking back. I would be like that. Like, I I suck. Like, a, I can't. Uh, yeah. 
But there's certain people that, like my boyfriend Patrick, he is definitely a "Hey, look at me" kind of person. <laughs> I remember this is gonna. I'm gonna wax nostalgic for just a second. There was the first time in the the Nameless band that we performed. It was just a house party, and this is the first time I was the quote unquote lead singer of a band. A song I've sang and heard a million times. I could not remember the second verse for the life of me. <laughs> I love it. Did you just start going? Ah, na, 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 na. Uh, no, I uh, I kind of looked out, looked out, and Brandon, the drummer's uh, fiance, I think they were married at the time, uh, started singing it, and I'm like, oh yeah, all right, there it is, <laughs> and then just <laughs> just jumped right back in, and that show was great after that. I love it. So. Here's a question for both of you guys. Do you have like local music that you're just obsessed with? Like, like your hometown, they only play here and they freaking rule. No, because honestly, I live in such like a sparsely populated area that like we really don't have anything like that. Like you guys would. <laughs> um, I We used to go, there's a place called The Rave in Milwaukee that used to do the pay to play and local bands could just go there and used to go there every so often just to listen to local bands, but there's not one band. Like there's a, there's a band that's at all the festivals every year, all summer long. They play, there's a cover band though. So it's not as fun, but uh, a guy I worked with for a long time was in a really good, kind of a heavier band. <clears throat> that played what were they called? Oh, I, now you <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I don't remember. I have, I have a t-shirt too. Um, let me research my iTunes. Cause I know I have one of their CDs in there. <laughs> nice it's bad i'm never gonna find it (laughs) i i I kind of feel i kind of feel blessed just from growing up in seattle like i always kind of had good music at my fingertips and now that i live in you know outside of la kind of the same so like i said i'm kind of a music snob like i i love my my little bands and a lot of my little bands become big like i remember seeing death cab at a coffee shop Oh like, my god! I can, that'd be that amazing. A one tells you how old I am, but B, it's 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 crazy. And there's so many good bands coming out of Seattle still. There's a band called Moto Pony that they're phenomenal. And then the Cave Singers are super good. Um, there was a band. I don't think they're together anymore. They broke up. I think. Oh, they they're a new band. There's a band called the Hormones, but it's like the whore. Yeah. moans oh and they were so rocking but i think now they're called um the hounds of the wild hunt and they're they're still good but they're the hormones were freaking awesome um and then there was the ironclads if you guys really my my friend jamie was in the ironclads so if you want to hear good music you should definitely pick up the ironclads but then even down here there's um I think he relocated to Nashville, but there's Brian Wright, who's kind of more country, but he's like the good country, like the the Hank Williams, Waylon Jennings type country. There's the Brother Sal. There's Leslie and the Badgers. There's so many good bands out there. Like I could, I could. Okay, I'm on a tangent because I could go on for hours. There's so many good ones. I I can say I've seen Lincoln Park before they were huge, like way before they were huge, and. Like I, I, so much so that when they became huge, I got kind of like jealous of all the people <laughs> that like, like, like them out. You're like, I was, I was a fan of theirs first. <laughs> right. I do that all the time. I'm like, I liked them before they were big. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was with Imagine Dragons. I like really, really loved everything they had. And then they just like boosted in population. I was so upset. There was like, 
uh, there's a band in Chicago. It used to be a different. They used there's two brothers, and they actually won money on uh, what was that old NBC show where you had to do weird stuff like eat tarantulas or something. Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Yeah, they were uh, <laughs> the, the twins were on Fear Factor to win money to record their album, and uh, they were called Medina Lake. And they're out of Chicago. I loved them. They were so good. They never really got too big, and their albums were kind of like concept albums so they were based on a story like the city was medina lake and it was about the disappearance of this girl named adalia and it was so cool uh but they never never got here they're a really good live band too but the band that i was thinking of that i worked with the one of the guitarists was named stepwise interesting it makes me think of pennywise just because of the wise fact I wish I had my computer hooked up so I could play music but this would have been a nice little segment we have some background tunes right (laughs) <laughs> um, all right so that was fun so now i'm going to take this conversation and get serious um, <laughs> i might have a hard time with this but let's try yeah uh, just go for it because it's irritating me and so much so that i wrote a piece on the website about it oh i know where you're going and i'm so excited to talk to you about this because i have mixed emotions go it's been covered by cnn now uh entertainment weekly it's okay. So their comic book companies do this thing where they make variant covers. Uh, do either of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You yes. can get, okay. you can pay $10 for a fancy one or the two ninety nine for the regular one. Right. And typically there's a theme to them. Like DC the past couple of months have been doing like Batman 70th, 75th birthday, the flash 75th birthday. So on select different titles, the, they do a cover with the flash um, on a, a Batman cover, even though he's not in the book at all. It's just a variant cover. They did. Uh, they had a specific artist come in and do a Teen Titans cover, and it was just like old school Teen Titans playing in a in a band. Actually, funny enough that we're talking about music, <laughs> uh, it's like them playing in like a like a Partridge Family style band. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, and then they did uh, Harley Quinn month was like last week or last month, uh, I think February, and now coming up in uh, April or May. They're doing Joker because it's the 75th anniversary of the Joker, mm-hmm. a a very universally known character. I would say uh, it's one of those kind of characters. Maybe you can't go anywhere in the world, but if you say Batman, the Joker goes along with that. Um, yeah, he's one of the most iconic villains out there. Sure. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jared Leto's take on the character in a year and a couple months. Uh, for the Suicide Squad movie, but yes. Okay. So they're doing all these variant covers. There's a cover of, uh, Wonder Woman with the Joker on it, or they're dancing, which I think is a very cool looking cover. Uh, and it's just all black background with the Joker in a suit and he's holding a bomb to her back. It, it's just cool looking. And it's, it's in the, the piece that I wrote on the website, atomicheaton.com. You can find it there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, but again, the Joker isn't going to be in that issue of the comic book at all. He's not going to be part of that story. It's just a variant cover. And there's, before I get into it, they've kind of gone a different way with the Batgirl character. They've just recently put a new creative team with the Batgirl, and they've made her more uh, teen-friendly. It's for girl, young girls, essentially. She's moved to a new city, and it's a trendy city, and her costume is new, and she's very much a college kid. And a lot of the story revolves around social media and uh, live concerts and stuff like that. Like they've actually made Black Canary into a lead singer of a band. (laughs) It's just crazy. Kind of cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's designed for a younger female audience, which is fine. Uh, I really enjoyed the previous run of Batgirl, which was darker and more violent and true to the character's origin. But that's that's they have to appeal to girls that are younger now to get the demographic that they want and they sell books. And I get it. I'm not stupid. Um, so they went a different direction and I just won't buy it. It's not for me. <clears throat> But they have a variant cover of the the Batgirl number 41 that's going to be coming out. I should say that would have been coming out. Uh, I say that because it has been pulled. DC is not going to print them uh, at the the artist's request. Um, The artist in question's name is... uh, I'm going to screw up his name. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque, I believe, is how you pronounce it. He drew this cover, and it's a it's a callback to a book called The Killing Joke, uh, written by Alan Moore, who, if you know, I haven't. Him. I don't read a lot of like DC, but that's one of the few that I've actually read because it. If you if you like kind of the horror, the very the very dark, it tops the charts. Like it's pretty gnarly. It, it's a standalone book. Um, it wasn't really meant to be canon, um, but its aspects were taken as canon. Um, in that book, it's a it's a Joker origin story without really going too far into the origin. Uh, a lot of things are left up to the reader's imagination. Um, <clears throat> there's a scene where there's a knock at the door. Commissioner Gordon and Barbara Gordon are having coffee together. Barbara Gordon being Batgirl, and her father has no idea. Uh, even though he's the commissioner of the police and probably should know that his daughter is Batgirl. But anyway, (laughs) Um, so there's a knock at the door. She answers it, and it's the Joker in a Hawaiian T-shirt and a, a, I don't know what you call it, a fedora, maybe, I don't know, a hat, a sun hat, and he's pointing a gun at her and shoots her in the gut. And what happens from this is that she's paralyzed. She's in a wheelchair until they reboot with the new 52. Now, they didn't remove the storyline. She still was in a wheelchair, but she was cured, or they did some kind of surgery where she could walk now again. Fine, whatever. That's cool. Uh, and when she was paralyzed, she was using the name Oracle. That's whatever. That doesn't really matter. But um, in the next few panels later, the Joker reveals photos to Commissioner Gordon showing his daughter naked, essentially. Um to torture him because it's the Joker that we're talking about here. Someone who's killed a Robin. He's killed pe- millions of people before, but he's also killed one of Batman's sidekicks. Uh, so there's really no limit to what he'll do except. Nope. I can't think of a limit other than kill. Well, Batman. I mean, even if you, even if you think of even like the Tim Burton Batman all the way up into like Heath Ledger, Batman, you know, you're not going to get a guy that's going to give you a hug. Like, it's not a shock if he does something violent. Right. And now, there, these pictures, there's a there's a hint that she was also raped, but they never say it. Um, I know when I read it. Well, wait, though. Isn't isn't in Killing Joke, though, isn't the ransom the nude photos? It's been so long since I read it. I should have really read it this week. Um, I, I, I think, here's, okay, here's my, I don't want to, like, jump in like prematurely but here's my my take on why people are ticked off about this cover is if i remember right and i could be totally wrong um i think 
when everything goes down, he actually has like nude photos of Barbara Gordon, right? That's her name. Yeah, they show they actually show it in the book. They don't show, you know, right? Because he uses them to ransom toward to um, James Gordon, Jim Gordon. Right. I I could like again. I'm probably getting things mixed up. So I think a lot of women are getting upset because the torment in that drawing sort of signifies the sexual assault and it's a, it's a hot button topic and it, it, me as a chick makes my stomach turn. But with that being said, I'm not going, you can't print this cover. Cause I think it says everything to the storyline and it's actually, it's a, it's a good starting point of telling how the story progresses because it establishes the character of Batgirl, you know? Sure. Here, this is. Does this, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. This is the plot summary from uh, Wikipedia. So you know, whatever. Uh, Joker kidnaps Commissioner Gordon and imprisons him in a rundown amusement park, which I totally remember. After shooting uh, Barbara, his henchmen then strip Gordon naked. I remember this and cage him in the park's freak show. He chains Gordon to one of the park rides and forces him to view giant pictures of his wounded daughter naked, hoping to drive Gordon insane in order to prove that the most upstanding citizen can go mad after having one bad day. Um, Once Gordon has run the horrifying gauntlet, the Joker puts him on display in the freak show, ridiculing him as the average man, a naive weakling doomed to insanity. So there's no, he never flat out says, yep, I I raped your daughter, but yes, it's very dark. Um, And the, the comic book ends with the Joker telling Batman a joke and you're led to believe you can kind of believe that Batman kills the Joker at the end of this book. Um, but there's no, again, no confirmation of this. Just like the, the rape, there's no confirmation that that actually took place. Uh, anyway, so this, this cover um, of Batgirl, because it involves Batgirl, is a harken back to the killing joke with his, his fedora hat and his, his son's shirt and a big smile on his face. He's pointing at her, her, her head, and she's got the Joker smile and blood on her face and a tear running down her right eye, and he's holding a gun. Uh, much like in the killing joke, it looks very much like that pistol. Um, people were upset, uh, mostly, uh, uh, because of what it, what the picture means. It, 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 if you know, and if you believe that there was rape in the killing joke, this, they, they link this to that scene that she's, you know, uh, I don't know that they're making light of it, I guess. Uh, I, I don't see what I see in this picture. And I say it in the article is, the Joker, uh, a, a terrible villain holding a terrified character hostage or just, you know, whatever. Uh, and again, there's no wrong in a strong female character being afraid. Uh, I agree. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of the outcries too that because it's Batgirl's book, she's crying. They would never show a male hero cry on the cover of their book. Well, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit. Like, you won't see Wonder Woman cry. You won't see Catwoman cry. Like, because they're, they're established, excuse my French, badasses, you know? Like, Batgirl has kind of an innocence to her. She she is more of the, the PG or the G-rated right. comic she- book character compared to where, 
you know, some of the one, oh, especially Catwoman goes further on where you can almost go PG-13 or well, Peter on the R, right? <laughs> Catwoman was, yeah, very, very R in the new film. Right. Yeah. So, like, if if you saw, if this was, let's say it was, if you take Batgirl out of it and you put Catwoman in the thing, then you wouldn't have a disheveled, crying I'm fearing for my life character portrayal on that cover. And I think, I think you did a great job in the article when you're, where you linked up the one where uh, the Joker's dancing with Wonder Woman. Like she just looks pissed off. Like she doesn't look like she's, you know, at wit's end. She just looks like she's angry. Whereas you see the Batgirl picture with the Joker and the gun. And you know that this is a character that is in absolute distress and it's uncomfortable to look at. I'm I'm not going to argue with the people that don't want to see this cover because it is it's gut wrenching. They sure. the artist did an amazing job in a capturing the moment and then b capturing the emotional torment of the scene. But with that said, it fits to the storyline. Um, Again, uh, let's make something clear. In this issue, I don't think the Joker is even in it. Um, but this is like a, this is like a, uh, again, a, a, um, historic type cover calling back to a previous Joker story. So <clears throat> do, do you side with them on thinking that they should have used different, a different cover, like a um, different, look, different scene of one of, of the main, one of the major, this is, this is a, this is a huge, like if you, if you go through the history of Batgirl, I mean, name a name a couple of major events. This is on the top three of the most major events in in a Batgirl comic. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's a peripheral character at best in the Batman family, um, and this was one of her biggest moments. Uh, I would say this cover, uh, as much as I love it, and again, it's a variant. The biggest argument people that wanted it banned was that it doesn't fit the tone of the current Batgirl. And I totally agree. Uh, the the current Batgirl is very light. Um, she still fights right. fights bad guys, but she's not fighting them on the level of, say, the Joker or right. Well, there's this is a bad analogy, but there's the whiskey girl, and then there's the bubblegum girl. <laughs> and Batgirl goes on the bubblegum girl. She's the she's the more cartoon girl. Sure. You know, she's not the don't mess with her. She's pretty awesome, badass. She's 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 innocent. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get well, why everybody's upward. I'm just, well, I'm also very on the anti-censorship like yeah. thing because I think I've dropped like six curse words in this, uh, this thing. But, <laughs> uh, JD, but, uh, I, I'll get your thoughts in a second, JD, but I want to add too that. I, like I say, I love this, this cover. I love the wonder woman Joker cover. Um, I would have bought this cover not for the story. I would have never even read it. I would have just bought this for the cover. Cause I, I like this piece of art. Um, but at the same time, I totally understand why they wanted it pulled. And the reasoning that I can ascertain from Twitter and from the articles I've read, like I say, CNN's covered this story, uh, it, DC pulled it at, uh, Albuquerque's request because the people that wanted it pulled that created this hashtag of, uh, uh I can't remember the, co- something about the cover, uh, cancel the cover or something, change the cover or something like that. Uh, the, the people that wanted it were getting threatened by the people that wanted to keep it. Like the people that were railing against not censoring well, the book, which I, 
But I think that takes it to a whole different level. That's just stupidity. I hate when, like, I understand if you have a stance and you you have a cause that you want people to understand and learn. But if you're threatening people because you want, you got to respect the fact that they don't like it. And that's fine. But no, they don't, see, I just I have a hard time finding one spot to land on this because, OK, they don't like it. It's a it's a frightening cover. Don't buy it. It's horrific. Yeah, it, it, I, I will totally agree on the fact that it is a horrific cover. It there's so much tone to it of just. This is everything that's ugly, you know, in in the situation and especially if you're. If you're a victim yourself, sure. this would be insulting and be very harsh. I get it. If, but I, mean, I also get it's part of the storyline. So you and and it's not the main mass spread cover. It's a, right, variant. a variant. So let me ask you this. I, I don't know. Some comic shops don't even carry variants unless you order it specially. Uh mine does. But uh I want to ask you this, Jenny, and then uh, JD again, I want to get your take on this whole thing. Um All right. take you could actually chime in on this too. Take out the fact that you know that there's a connotation of her possibly being raped in that story. Without that, how do you see this cover? Um, well, if, okay, let's say I, let's pretend in an alternative universe, I know nothing <laughs> that Earth, happens Earth, in the storyline. Earth six, uh, 616 right. from Marvel. If, I'm, if I walk into Comics Unlimited and I'm browsing the shelves and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? I'm a little twisted because I like horror stories and I, I like the drama that really intense story set. Because in most cases, you will have something that springs from the hor- horrific event into something that's even better. You know, like the characters become stronger because exactly. of, of yes. hardship. I would read this of like, oh, crap, dude, I really, really like this character. What the heck is this evil character doing and i'd be intrigued to read it just to make sure that she turns out okay but (laughs) with that being okay with that being said i i'd also though like i have empathy towards that character and i think it's i think and i i don't want to talk for all readers of of all media you know whether it be books whether it be something you're watching on tv or something but if you see a character that you love completely get ran over you want to see them, you know, strive above it. It's, I call it the legends of the fall theory. It's kind of like <laughs> Tristan through that entire movie had crap luck. Like I'm in love with this chick. She married my brother. Oh, I'm going to marry the Indian girl and she's going to die. You know, like, but you still want success. Like you, you find like you find strength in overcoming the hardship and I, w- I would read it. I would, I'd be interested in the story just to see how she overcomes it and how, how she gains strength and make sure it never happens again. Because you want to make sure that a crime like this never, never happens. That's the whole, and, the whole basis behind Batman's character. Yeah, and I think, that, I think the art, it actually shows that. It, it shows so much distress in the way that the the facial expressions are. And, you know, you got the Joker with the big smile, like, ha ha, I won. And then her going, oh, crap, I just lost and this is bad. There's, 
there's if you love Batgirl, you're going to go into it knowing that she's stronger than this. She, you know, she's a victim, but she's going to overcome and the Joker's going to be put in his spot. You know, like you want to go into the story with that and then it would intrigue you to continue reading to see how she overcomes. But then again, I mean, in all crime and stuff like that, it's it, you never want to see it. But the world's not one of those things where everything's going to be this beautiful, happy story. <laughs> right. You know, that's why old Yeller exists. You know, it's you, <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta expect it. But I think it because it's so so literal. Uh, it's literal, but then it's also suggestive how they did this art mm-hmm. that. That I I totally get why people are upset, but I also think that they did an amazing job with it. Uh, what do you think, JD? I don't know. Like at first, when I read your article on Atomic Geekdom, like I guess you focused mostly on like the fact that like she's a girl and she's crying, and I was like, well, that's kind of ridiculous. I was like, because like as long as a character is three a character is three dimensional, it doesn't matter whether they cry or not. Right, that's not the whole story. Like, right? No, like obviously there's like a background to what's happening. Like, a character might be more emotional than another. Like, I don't see Superman crying when he's next to the Joker, but because Batgirl is Batgirl, like, like things will happen. But like, I didn't, I didn't know the story behind it with like the sexual assault of Barbara Gordon. So, I guess now that I see it that way, I can understand why people can get upset. Mm-hmm. But I think it was definitely a cover that was made to elicit some sort of grand emotional, like, it was supposed to plan your emotions. And obviously it did that because a lot of people, like, are either, like, really upset or, like, wow, this is, like, a really cool throwback that, like, it's great kind of thing. Yeah, I I see it. And again, we're going to close this conversation out. I see it as a nice, cool piece of memorabilia. That's it. Like, I thought it was a cool cover that called back to the killing joke, which is a great story. Um, but, uh, what I want to take from all of it, and I think all three of us will agree, I have no doubt that <clears throat> we, as a geek community, we talk about things all the time and JD hates most everything that we talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that even you mean? You just got hater, thrown hater, under the bus, Hater buddy. JD. That's all it means. All right, Hater Dave. <laughs> Don't even. That's right. That's right. Um, oh. but, uh. We may disagree on which is better, Marvel versus DC. Who's better, Rick or Daryl? We can argue about it. We can get passionate about it. Uh, but make sure you're also being intellectual and respectful. Because I've had two instances of people who wanted the cover to stay, that people I know that were, one, told they should have been aborted, that their mother should have aborted them, and that he was a, a sexist pig, and another, that she should have been raped. Um, there's, there's no place for any of that Uh, people on Twitter who can hide behind their, their Twitter handle. See, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to step on my soapbox. So all you guys be (laughs) stepping up. I love the internet. I love that you can talk to somebody anywhere in the world at any time, but the bad part about it is, well, it's the good and the bad. The internet gave everyone a voice. Not everybody's voice should be heard. Like I, I call it falling in the rabbit hole. Because there's, who says that? Like, step back and think if somebody just said that to you. Remember the cardinal rule of, like, kindergarten. Treat others as you would want to be treated. What did your, like, What did my mom always say to me? If you have nothing nice to say. Don't say anything don't say at, all. at all. That's right. But, right? but because. Oh, people. 
Because you can't run and hide on a playground after you call somebody stupid or ugly. You can't get away. They're going to beat you up or whatever. Uh, the internet, the, they're not going to come find you unless you're you know, Jay and Silent Bob. Then they'll come door to door. This is totally a tangent, but I have a feeling, and maybe it's because I'm an old, bitter lady, but <laughs> manners have flown out the r- window. Like, like we, we always talk about it here. Like, Patrick, if we're walking in something, he'll open the door for somebody. If you catch somebody that, and no offense, J.D., like a 20-something-year-old kid, they just walk in and, th- you know, and the next person has to open it themselves. You know, I bet, like, I bet JD would hold the door open. I think JD. No, I, I totally, I mean, going, I go to a university where like, you've got two types of people, like super respectable. And then like the other people who literally don't care and just want to party. Like, that's how my university is. And I totally see it. Like okay. a lot of us are, <laughs> we're ignorant and we're awful. Millennials. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting these next 10, 20 years because millennials and this current age, and again, no offense to JD and, and to the majority you of know, the youngers, of, of, the of young com- kids. Right, right. The people with common sense like JD, the, there's so many people out there that think they deserve everything and that there's no consequences. Well, I don't even, I don't even think it's an age thing. I think, you know, when you're sitting there and you, you see something and it bugs you. And you have those little thoughts in your head, but you don't have anything to counter it. Like you don't have anybody to tell you that. Yeah. But what if, you know, like it's, I, my, my mom and dad taught me at a young age that to always pretend that you're walking in somebody else's shoes before you make any judgment. And you don't know the road those people have walked. You don't know the tread on their shoes, you know? So before you open your freaking mouth, take two seconds and just try to consider, you know? Like, I, I work in... So, cost- the two people that you just said on Twitter, yeah. please look at yourself inward, do some yoga or something, and find, like, find some peace, because that's not cool, people. I work I work in customer service. Yesterday, I can say a, a gentleman was very rude, and I had no idea why. He hung up on me. Like I thought, well, man, did I just like say something wrong or, you know, whatever. And he, I, you know, I left him a message, you know, responding to his concern to the the company, like what he needed. And then he called back today and didn't mention anything about his behavior and just was like, oh yeah, I got your message. This all sounds good. Thanks. And that was it. Like that guy, <laughs> that guy could have just found out his wife had cancer. That guy could have just gotten run off the road by a, a, another, you know, irritated yeah. driver. You never know what that guy had to deal with that day. Um, so to just lash back at him, uh, would have been a mistake because one, we're trying to make money here. Uh, two, it's just, I don't know. I totally agree. Like I'm the worst because I have zero poker face and (laughs) I, I can tell a white lie. I can twist a story to make it work to my benefit, but I suck at lying in particular. Like if it's one of those things like you will, you'll see right through me, but there are days when I'm having a really bad day and I know my voice gets a little more stern and things like that. And it might not have anything to do with what I'm talking to you about, but it can come off wrong. And you got to just take, if, if somebody approaches you like that, you have to kind of step away and just go, it's not directed at me. I did nothing wrong. You got to let them have their, their, yeah, we went on totally a venting rant. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get back to some fun. 
Um, so that, okay, here, here's something is fun. Is that even possible? Quick. It is. Just because I, I've been eyeing this the entire time we've been talking, and I know you guys probably wouldn't wouldn't care, but if you watch any shows on Stars, Stars has a thing on their Facebook right now that says, "Who would win in a duel? Vane from ba- Black Cells, Ghost from Power, or Dougal from Outlander?" Which one? Do, which do you guys watch Dougal? any? I don't watch anything from Stars. Dougal is at all. the the main Scottish guy, the like the the chieftain of the House Mackenzie. I still have no idea who he is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> so basically, you've got from Black Cells, which if you don't watch Black Cells, you should because it's freaking awesome. It's a show about pirates, and you've got Captain Flint, who's pirates kind of like the, the, the pi- people the people that record movies in theaters. Those kind of pirates. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> um, so you got the, the premise of, of Black Cells is you've got Captain Flint, who is a pirate who's out to get gold, and he's kind of trying to make Nassau, which is the island that is kind of ran by the pirates, functioning so they can interact with the British and the Spanish and such. He's still pretty gnarly, but he's a little more tame. Vane is his polar opposite. Vane is pirate to the bone. He will screw you over, and he goes for whatever profit he can get. Um, it's played by, I can't think of the actor's name, but he played uh, on Shameless for a while, and he's awesome. He's, like, the best pirate ever. Um, so there's him. And then there's Ghost Power from, or Ghost from Bower. Um, kind of a gangsta. I'm going to say gangsta without an R and an A instead. That's that's the best way to explain him. And then Dougal is the um, war chieftain of the House Mackenzie on Outlander, which is all about, like, Scottish clans in, like, 1720 or 1620 or something like that. And he's he's devious. He's likable, but he's devious. I'm going to throw my I'm going to throw my wager in. I'm going to say Zane would kick all their asses. And I just cursed again, so I owe the curse jar. <laughs> I think we're just going to make it a drinking game, like Gabe asked. <laughs> Tonight you should, man. You guys <laughs> would be trashed by the amount, just the amount of the times I've said the A word. Bunch of A-holes. Anyways, <laughs> Speaking, I'm going with Zane. Okay, and you, you've given me a good segue, so I'm sorry. I have to change the subject. Change but the I, subject. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there's preacher casting news this week. I know! Um, and speaking of the A word, Arseface was, was cast. Uh, I haven't seen who, who'd they cast again? I saw who they cast for, um, Tula. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Cause I know her from other stuff. Um, I don't know this kid, Ian Coletti. What's he playing him before? Um, looking him up right now. Um, he looks like he'd be on Glee if you ask me. <laughs> He's the one with the the scarred face, right? Is he, are they uh, doing the scarred face? Yeah, he's the one that tries to kill himself by shooting himself in the face. Yeah, he's all messed up. See, I per, I, I held from saying a curse word because I almost did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the comics, he's like his face is all caved in, and he's he's pretty pretty gnarly. I'm so excited for the show, you guys. You don't even know <laughs> Ian Coletti. Let's see. Uh, he was on the show Rake. Is it bad to say I've never heard of it? I think it was a short-lived Fox show. Um, I've never, never heard of it. Yeah. 
He's not from anything. He's in one episode of The Sopranos as Kid. Yeah. As the Kid? Just Kid. <laughs> uh, Blues Clues. He doesn't even get a the. He was in an episode of Blues Clues. What? Oh, he has a baby face. The old kids show that was on Nickelodeon a long time ago. Yeah, but that's so weird to be on News or Blues, <laughs> Blues Clues. Clues like yeah. That. One episode, too. Um, anyways, uh, he was in Baby Mama, the Tina Fey movie with Amy Poehler. Hmm. That could be an interesting casting decision, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. Casting's ramping up on that have show. They, have they started the pilot yet? Or are they still just doing the casting? I think they're just still doing casting. Um, and then, yeah, they cast Tulip. I'm I'm not sold on the tulip casting. I'm going to be honest. I and the actress lo- is great. Like yeah. I, I have no complaint on the actress, but we've talked about it before. I totally picture more of like the Anna Paquin kind of white trash girl. <laughs> I feel bad for saying this. How old do you think she is? Ruth. Uh, I'm sorry. Ruth Nega has been cast as. as Actors are weird. Like she, she looks like she could be 29, but I bet she's oh. older than that. Oh, she's, she's one year younger than me. She's 32. Cool. That's not bad. Uh, Ruth Nega, she's I, she's in World War Z. Um, she's going to be in the World of Warcraft movie. Uh, and she's, By the way, I'm excited for I don't play World of Warcraft, but everything I've been watching on it, I am really excited for the World of Warcraft movie. <laughs> she, she's most notably known as a character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Reyna. She's been a villain for a while. I don't know if she's... Uh, no spoilers. I don't know if she's gone from that show, but she's she's turned into an inhuman. It's been pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, she's currently missing, but I assume the character will be gone soon since she's on Preacher now. Maybe. We'll you see. never know. We'll see. So yeah, there's some, some cool Preacher news that I'm sure Kyle is sad to have missed. I know. Oh. Did you see our text earlier? Where I'm like, hello, we have Preacher news to talk about. <laughs> People, where are you at? I saw... Uh, I saw, I don't know if either of you caught this on Andy Weir's Facebook. Did you see the picture he just posted? Of, of Matt Damon. And, and I, w- I almost replied to it because I was just like, I feel so bad for him. He should not have to wear a Patriot shirt for the whole year. No, he should. And that's fine. But Matt no, Damon. No, he should. No, no. But Matt, no. get over it. It's, it's over. <laughs> uh, but it was cool to see Matt Damon wearing the shirt that had. Uh, and and did you see in the background though? It looks like that's the rover in the background. Yeah, yeah, very much looked like the the, the desert of Mars. So um, cool. yeah, and and for all you guys listening, you can go back and listen to our interview with Andy Weir that we released earlier this week, uh, talking about his book The Martian, which I believe you can find audiobooks for on a certain website. Yeah, if you guys want to go to audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, you guys can sign up for a thirty a free 30-day trial and get a free download of any book you want. You can get The Martian, you can get Hunger Games, you can get Insurgent. Pretty much anything is on there, and it's really awesome because it helps us continue to bring the stuff that you guys love and enjoy, like having this podcast or having really cool interviews with Andy Weir and other people like that. So. <laughs> Oh, I did that in a full breath. Holy crap. And and you're sick. You are my that was idol. Amazing. You are my idol. You do that so flawlessly. I tried, I tried. doing it one night and I sounded like an idiot. Yeah, so. she was your replacement uh, one night. That was interesting. Yeah, it, it did not work out well. 
We'll Just save saying. it for the professionals. That's right. That's right. <laughs> JD, pitch man. Oh, uh, you know, okay. So since we're totally geeking out and I'm so bummed because it's been like a month now, we have not talked about the freaking Crimson Peak trailer. Oh, yes, we have. Yeah, we No, have. we mentioned it, but we were out of time and we were saying goodbye. <laughs> So I said goodbye with Crimson Peak. Taking the platform right now and going. Go ahead. OMG! And then did you see that Stephen King um, basically said that is one of the creepiest movies he's seen in a really long time? Like, if Stephen King says it, I'm on board. (laughs) But it's beautiful. Like I, so I, Mm -hmm. as you know, I have been anxiously awaiting for this release. Going, hello, can October get here fast enough? And I and Guillermo del Toro is my other boyfriend, so it's really high on my list. So when they released it, I'm at work and I'm just like, I hope I don't get busted. But iPhone, click, and I watched the whole thing, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it again, <laughs> and then I watched it again. It's so beautiful. But there's, I mean, some of it, like in the trailer, there's some things that I'm hoping they'll fix in post production, like the ghost crawling out of the the hallway. Like the skeleton ghost. Mm-hmm. It's a little choppy, but then again, I kind of like it a little choppy. But there's a whole scene where she's in the bathtub and her hand goes over, but her hand's all burnt and like, oh, it's going to be gnarly. I'm so excited. And I know nothing of the, I don't know who the bad guy is, if who's a ghost, who's not a ghost. But I have a feeling, yeah. I want to hold that, but it's going to be amazing. It's what did you guys think? Did you guys like? Did you guys drool when you see it? Because I drooled. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes, I was <laughs> in complete love with it. So <laughs> I can't wait. I'm just super excited. I think what's what's cool to think about is in October we have that movie, and then in November we have The Martian, and then December Star Wars Episode Seven. Oh my god! Well, even before then, isn't so. I don't know it's what comes out in September, but May I'll... May is Age of Ultron, right? Correct. Uh, June is Jurassic, Jurassic World. Park. June, yeah, and then July. I don't know. Ant Man's August. Oh, oh I forget Ant Man's coming out. I can't wait. For, I don't know why. I'm getting more and more amped for Ant Man. I think it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> I like the Paul Rudd. Uh, you know what's funny is it's the only movie that I'm not excited about, and I wish I was. But no, it might be getting me excited for it. Is the the current Ant Man book is really good, and it's with the Paul Rudd version of Ant Man, Scott Scott Lang. Ooh. And I'm sorry, Ant Man comes out in July. Okay, so that covers July. Yay, what day in July? Uh July seventeenth. Oh, nine days after my birthday. There you go. I can't wait for you to be 21. I'm going to send you like a long distance, like high five. Here's a shot of Jaeger. No, I'm joking. uh, (laughs) I'll tell you a shot of Jaeger. (laughs) Don't do Jaeger. Please don't. Yeah, don't. And if you like, if you like red, if you like Red Bull, don't do Jaeger bombs because you'll never drink Red Bull again. Stick to the bourbon. Bourbon's a good, nice, warm, good one. (laughs) I was was always, always a vodka person, personally. Uh, There's nothing wrong with some vodka. But it's all bourbon, JD. Okay, just go to bourbon. Kentucky it's makes so the best. It's so sweet, though. It depends on. It depends. Go with bullet. Bullet's a little more. A little more. Uh, I, think, I think JD's a Scotch man. Ooh, no. black label then all the way. See, I just, I just like a nice craft beer. That's all. <laughs> uh, I like, I like it, JD. That's a good choice. I always. You get gotta, this beer. you gotta come visit, and I'll take you to Stone Brewery. 
So, yeah, let me just fly all the way to L.A. Hello? <laughs> I wish I could. That'd be awesome. One you year. have a place on my couch. One year for, <laughs> right. for Comic-Con. That's your first stop. One year. Oh. Oh, um, and then just because we can, August has Fantastic Four. And uh actually kind of excited for Fantastic I know, I know Four. you are. I know you are. <laughs> I know I am. I'm like the only one in the world. But uh, speaking of Fox made Marvel movies, uh like Fantastic Four, Deadpool is ramping up production right now. I'm really? super excited. For Netflix, right? No, no, that's gonna be a movie. Oh, Deadpool. I'm thinking uh Daredevil. Um Daredevil. Yeah, that's yeah. next month. Uh on Netflix. That's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait for that show. Um, but Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, TJ Miller, uh, Marina Baccarin, and uh, what's the MMA chick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Gina, the Gina one Carano. from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Gina, Gina Carano. So they've yeah they've released characters that they're playing and stuff, and pictures are starting to hit Instagram, and it's gonna be sweet. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. So that, that, that's an hour. I mean, we can stop or we can play a game. I, I suck at the game, stop. so why not play a game? Because I'm on fire tonight. I don't know why. I think it's a lack of sleep, but let's go. I don't know. JD's dying. <laughs> oh, dear I think, God. I think JD yeah. wants oh, to go to bed. <laughs> dear God. I'm sorry. Take, take a drink. Yeah. Oh, oh, JD. Need to get my do, water we bottle. Should, we should do a, a coin flip. A what? A what? <laughs> okay, we'll let you get some sleep. So, yeah, it's right. like midnight over here, so... All right, then. We'll call it a show. I'm literally dying of infection everywhere. <laughs> all over me. I'm going to say it one more time. Everybody go listen to our Andy Weir podcast and stop cyberbullying. Yes, please. Yes. And check out new music, and then The Preacher's going to be awesome. And if you haven't watched Crimson Peak trailer, dude, what is up with you? Uh, there's, a title, there's a title of the episode. Dude, what is up with you? <laughs> Mic drop.